Hello and welcome back to the Board Games Ireland podcast and this week it's an Easter special but there's definitely not going to be any egg puns, none of that here, so only only crucifixion puns uh, and I hope that doesn't make any of our listeners cross. Yeah, excellent. I've now exhausted all the crucifixion puns. That was, that, was just, that was just excellent. Cracking, that was... Uh, uh, so yes, we're back again very quickly uh, since the last time. So, um, and yeah, with me as usual is Frank, and also joining us is Sarah up from Limerick. Uh, anyone who's attended NaveCon has probably encountered her and been sold raffle tickets. Yeah. By her. And I give you the different <laughs> colours. Yes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, she'll be chatting to us about some games as we go on. Yeah, but free to chip in at any point. That's right. <laughs> and it's been, um, I think. Seven days since our last podcast. Um, the one before that was uh, seven months. Yes, yeah, so we're actually recording the podcast on Good Friday because thanks to change in the legislation to now is legal to record a board game related podcast on uh, the Holy Friday. <laughs> yes, because Jesus w- would never would have enjoyed it too much. Yes, uh, and the next one will be in seven seconds. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am a little bit ill because I ate some bad cheese. Uh, and that's in addition to my regular health problems. But I, you will be pleased to know I have finally got a hospital appointment after a year of waiting. Uh, I think the problem is the HSE only has like one bile chanter on staff, so uh, but this was a long list to see the bile chanter. This is unrelated to the bad cheese. Uh, no, a, the ch- yeah, the bad cheese is just compounding my <laughs> yes. discomfort. Yes. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they'll they'll crack crack open my rib cage and see what bio curse is <laughs> I'm currently <laughs> suffering from because uh, yeah it's it's not it's not just a biological uh, in, infestation it's also uh, a curse so they have to see which phantasm is okay. <laughs> latched yes. on <laughs> yes uh, and yeah the waiting list to get that sort of procedure is yeah, quite long to the, <laughs> to the curse specialty ward yes it's a, long, long, <laughs> a long wait for that one uh, that's yeah that's just the cutbacks you know it's just <laughs> Uh, could be worse. Could be America, where it, uh, a curse removal would uh, bankrupt you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, again, we're just the usual sort of stuff. We're going to be talking about just uh, some board games that we played recently, because uh, there was a lot we didn't mention last week because there was a big gap of board game build months. Seven months. That, that, mm. that we, we and then and then cover all. And the seven last seven days, we've just been playing them like crazy. Yeah, uh, we will be talking to uh, uh, our own uh, uh, Gabby, who is one of our organisers in Board Games Ireland. Because uh, one thing I very remiss of, of me I didn't mention last week was the excellent uh, baking meetup that we did recently. That was very so remiss of both of us. That was yes, all it her. Was very very and good. So uh, we're she's planning another one. So we'll talk to her later. On we'll get her on the phone uh, to talk about the next one. So Frank, what have you been playing recently in the past week? Well, um, I I have been playing um, various games: uh, Whitehall, uh, Murder Mystery, uh, Don't Mess with Cthulhu. Um, I played um, uh, pa- Palace of Mad King Ludwig, uh, which I talked about last week, also. But um, today I have um, with me. Um, I haven't played it yet because I only literally only saw the review of it this morning and bought it this afternoon. And I'm going to unbox it live, okay. like right now. Oh, I'll, I'll pl- let me play you some unboxing music. There we go. Yeah, you're not wearing earphones, so you can't hear it, but 
trust me to some very good unboxing of music playing right now. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it, Nicole. I have an a AR thing. So, I can confirm he does have a box in front of him. Yeah. And he's just confirming there is jazzy unboxing music playing. <laughs> that was great. Great, great unboxing music there. Cool, jazzy unboxing music. And now... Oh, it's still playing. It'll play as sort of a rich underbed to your unboxing. Okay, so is the rich underbed going now? Yes. So I'm I'm talking now over a rich underbed. Okay, so this is a cool rich underbed for my live exclusive unboxing. As opposed to those beds that go over you. I don't know anything about those. (laughs) Well, bunk bed, I guess, wouldn't it? Bunk beds are both an underbed and an overbed, depending on which part of the bunk bed you're in. I'm just saying the word under and underbed is probably... Uh, superfluous that's all okay <laughs> but carry I think on. we can agree we can agree the under and under bed is superfluous so um, a live uh, unboxing you won't find this on any other podcasts um, this is a, a completely um, unboxing of an of a boxed game yeah I'm thinking is the word on there I mean what else are you going to do with the box other than open the box Ah, uh, yeah, you don't make it into another. You don't, just don't a, st- annihilate the it's box, just do you? A, you're just operating you're a just box. opening the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a box opening <laughs> of Rising Sun. Rising Sun, this is the box. Un- uh, unboxing a box would be like just flattening out the cardboard yeah, so it's no it? longer a box. box it's just and a never sheet co- of and never could be a box again. <laughs> um, so, uh, here we go. This is like, oh, here we go. You're already better than me. Like I'm, I, this, I usually spend about 10 minutes on the getting the cellophane off. This is excellent cellophane. Really good cellophane. Good high quality cellophane. That's always a, a good sign. This is a very nice box. Um, very big. Um, it's got um, sh- uh, Rising Sun written on it because that's the name of the game. Um, a game by Eric M. Lang. Art by Adrian Smith. If you've ever played um, Blood Rage, um, you'll know what this is all about. People say, they actually said when I got in the shop, Oh, that's basically Blood Rage, but in Japan. But which made me panic a bit because it costs over like it costs a hundred euros, and you know I thought I don't want to just have Blood Rage, but in Japan. But then I was taking it here, and I thought, well, it can't be that much of a, you know, an outcry. Can't people people playing Blood Rage can't be going? Well, we like Vikings, but we wish they were Japanese. So and it's more actually, plastic. It's Blood Rage, but with a lot more plastic. Lot more that plastic. would be more my take on it. So now I'm opening the box. Okay. Oh wait, wait. Um. Yeah. There's some photographic evidence here as well. He's struggling with this. You don't bit. need visuals, you can hear all this. Is, yeah. This is made for radio. This is the lid here. It's a very nice lid, good, solid, sturdy lid. That's always a good sign. Um, rule book, game by Eric M. I've read that bit. Rising Sun. Lots of really oh, nice pictures here. Look at that. And the box has nice yes. pictures on it yes. as well. Lots of nice pictures in here, just lovely pictures. And now, um, oh, there's another box inside the box. Yeah. So this is double unboxing, bonus unboxing, because this is not as good as box as the other box, but it's a nice box. And it's got There's some the plastic. Yeah. Huge Japanese monster plastic miniatures in it. Um, now, are they yokai or something else? Because I know yokai uh, are like the big. You probably know more here. Me. Sarah's a bit of a Japanese <laughs> expert. There you go, there's one guy. <laughs> I'm a bit of King of the Weaves. <laughs> <laughs> dragon thing there. Yeah. What's that dragon's name? You identify. Um, <laughs> it looks like the one in Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. It's called Genbu, okay. I think. Oh, I can't remember. It looks like Money. Him. Which one is Pikachu? Uh, not him. He looks like um, your man from Street Fighter. 
um, Akuma. All right, oh, that definitely is a quite a good video game I played last year called uh, Neo. About an Irish lad who goes to knock the heads off some English lads in Japan, <laughs> uh, and because they took his Sirsha, who's like a little ghost that lives in him. Uh, what? Yeah, it's really good. Is that like Sirsha, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's like a, it's like a Dark Souls type game, but it's uh, it's made by Team Ninja. Oh, no it was way. in production for like ten years, and uh, it's it's really really good. It's Nobody like, takes our Sirsha. They take uh, like the Oscars thing. She got an Oscar. Yeah, she she did, got no, she Oscar. didn't. She, she got a nomination. Yeah, yeah, lost she'll, she'll get it. One took day. our Sirsha. More plastic around some boards, big boards with um, words like um, Kyushu and Shikoku written on it. Apparently, you can commit um, Supeku or Seppuku or whatever that thing is um, with this game. It's part of the fun. What's the difference between that and Harikiri? I've always wondered that. Yeah. I think Seppuku is with. Um, it's got that um, wasabi sauce. Okay. Okay. Ex- uh, added to it. And Harry Curry's kind of like Harry, Harry, Curry's Co- Harry Curry, it's, which which sells low end high five equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rice with Harry Curry, I think. <laughs> That's it. It's all out of okay, the box. Okay. It's yeah. It's uh, well. Let, let me just get a photo of you with Jonas. Stand up and pose with all your box bits. Oh. Okay. So we got a great. Uh, photo there yes. of Frank with his box in its unboxed state. <laughs> it's all over the table now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm interested to play that game. There, so, so there was It was being played at the group uh, recently. Um, someone had it and it seemed to have a lot more boxes, I'm afraid, because I think it might have been a Kickstarter edition. Uh, there was definitely lots and lots of bits. There were so many bits that they weren't even playing with all the bits. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it, it certainly looked interesting. And um, I, I think Eric Lang, I'm generally a fan of his content. Yeah, well, when I looked at the difference between this and Blood Rage, it said that Blood Rage um, was... Um, its sort of ancestor was Risk, which implies a lot of kind of fighting and territory control. Whereas the ancestor of this is Diplomacy, which implies a lot more bluffing and Mm -hmm. talking and engineering things, which is where I'm really hopeful for it Mm -hmm. because um, I like that kind of layer. I've heard again, yeah, because it's one of these things on Kickstarter, and the only way to get like like crazy money on Kickstarter is to like put gigantic pieces of plastic in your game. And I think this is a case of like that dragon probably has that gigantic dragon that's like five inches high has probably like one hit point or something. It's like there. I think that's an issue. Like the things look overwhelming and strong, but they're actually not that good. The actual stats. Yeah, but that said, (laughs) I mean, literally having just opened this now, I literally did just buy it. I haven't even looked at it. But the my first impressions of the um, board games and the pictures and the imagery and the cards and everything is very nice, Mm -hmm. good, solid components, very nice artwork on these like little labels and things and the kind of Japanese theme is quite strong. Yeah. The miniatures of course are excellent. I mean truly massive. These are probably actually bigger and better than yeah. the Blood Rage ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and very, very detailed. Yeah, and no assembly required on like no. certain star bases like <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna mention. <laughs> no again. <laughs> um and um normally I'm That'll actually... be on my gravestone, but those star bases though. <laughs> <laughs> normally I'm not really a fan of um, miniatures I mean I'm not really for their own sake or anything but um, these ones are certainly impressive even to me yeah no no it looks good and I'm interested in playing it alright um, speaking of Eric M. Lang his game that a game that he did before Blood Rage that was kind of inspired this whole sort of type of game uh, was Chaos in the Old World 
uh, which I was very fortunate enough to get a copy of recently. And I believe if you're heading to NaveCon, it's like one of the star prizes in the raffle. Oh. So worth buying raffle tickets for that. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing is, this game is out of print now because the Warhammer license was taken away from Fantasy Flight Games, uh, probably because Fantasy Flight were getting too good at making miniature-based <laughs> games and were cutting into uh, Warhammer's profits. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not that big on the whole Warhammer license, so I don't, I'm not that pushed about, like, Elder elder stuff and watching mm-hmm. space marines and yeah skeeving and all this blippy blobby stuff skeeving skeeving <laughs> all that nonsense uh I'm, not, I'm just not into that most because i used to really like the magazine red uh, red, uh sorry <laughs> i used to really like the magazine white dwarf which was a really good sort of uh rpg magazine it would cover all rpgs but then they sort of bought the magazine and it just became about warhammer and it's uh, really boring it used to be a great magazine and i i i i I think they destroyed that wonderful magazine. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, uh, yeah, Chaos in the Old World is a really good game, despite uh, me being a bit bleh on the on the teaming. Um, it's uh, I'm probably a, a, a bit more interested in it than the Space Marine stuff, so it's all sort of more sort of medieval stuff with Chaos Gods and things like that. Uh, each player plays one of these sort of Chaos Gods and that's the faction they're playing. I have the expansion as well uh, so that adds right. a fifth player. And what inter- it's interesting about it is uh, how asymmetrical it is. Every race is very, very different. They have different abilities, different ways to generate uh, victory points. Yeah. So everyone, when you put all those different races together on the same board, all of them generating victory points in different ways, it can yes. be a little confusing because you really have to keep an eye on the other players. Are going, oh well, I'll do this to help me, but actually, wait a minute, that will in turn help that other player yeah. who's doing really well. So it's really hard to watch that because people can very easily sneak their way to victory. Uh, yes, that that mechanic goes through into Blood Rage also. Yeah. Like you can win by losing. And yes. Like that. <laughs> um, and possibly also into this Rising Sun also by the look of it. Yes, yes, yes. I think they're all very similar type of genre game. Maybe it's perfected, but that said, I think Chaos in the Old World is a very, very good game. Um, there's a lot. I don't know how well the rules are written. Like, there's a lot of different rules. Like, yeah. uh, when we played it recently, there were four of us playing, and two of us were operating the rules under one assumption, and the other two were under another assumption, and right. we were both scoring things completely differently. Uh, I was correct, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, they were correct about something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the thing I was correcting their favour as opposed to my favour <laughs> that's, that's that's the uh, the thing about that but um, uh, but yeah I was counting something else differently where that was very much in my favour right <laughs> whereas they were wrong on something that was against them so, that, so, they, so they weren't gaining from their incorrectness okay whereas I was <laughs> As always. <laughs> Which is the best kind of incorrectness. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'd recommend Chaos in the Old World, but uh, my recommendation is meaningless because you can't buy it anymore. I got lucky. Um, I saw it for sale on adverts.ie for a cheap enough price because yeah. it goes big, big, crazy money on eBay. And I got it for about 50 or 60 quid and I felt like I mugged the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the thing, yeah, I bought it on adverts.ie and in there they have like a puzzles and games section there, mm. but it's mostly like jigsaw puzzles. Like you have to sift like it's housing jigsaw puzzles every now and then you'll see a board game and go oh. Oh. and every now and then that board game won't be bookaroo yeah. <laughs> that's when you know you found <laughs> something special and yeah so uh, but I shouldn't be telling other people my <laughs> hunting spot <laughs> uh, I think but that way have, madness lies <laughs> I think people have heard of, of adverts I yeah yeah but not it's puzzles and games section. no maybe not because <laughs> you look, take one look at it and it looks awful because it's yeah it's jigsaw puzzles missing pieces and stuff and uh, <laughs> uh, so but if you really dig deep in there there's some <laughs> you can sometimes find something decent um, 
so yeah, that's uh, um, that's that's uh, Chaos in the Old World. Uh, and other games that I played over our break podcast break, uh, Dice Forge is one mm-hmm. I really recommend. Uh, I wasn't sure if this game was just going to be pure gimmick or not. Um, the gimmick of this game is all in the title. Uh, it is that you actually forge your dice, if you will, uh, <laughs> as yeah. you go through the game. So uh, the dice the start out with with uh, very basic faces on them like you roll it it'll score you one thing yeah uh, but as the, you go along through the game you, it's almost like a deck builder you're you're buying new sides for that dice and you literally you slot them in slot them off and slot new faces in so you make these really powerful dice and you can you can because you've got two dice you set them so one they complement each other so one will have like uh, multipliers on it and right. one will have big numbers on it and so you'll work the multiplier one against the, yeah. the one with the big numbers and all that uh, and yeah they're also in yeah, in addition to like being dice phase you're also getting different cards as well that will augment your dice roll like you might be able to get extra rolls on the dice okay. or they'll give you different abilities or like you can do things like you can force everyone else at the table to roll their dice and you get to choose two faces from everyone else's right, dice right. Uh, so yeah there's lots of really nice little mechanics in there and because of what cards go out on the board, you can change that each time you play. So the games can be varied every time you play, and it's, yeah. and it goes quick enough. All right. Um, it, one thing I find it, it's a little uh, it makes sense and I like it, but it is confusing. Is it plays around? So if you have four, it goes to four players. Um, if you're a first player, uh, it goes around all the way till all four players have had a turn. Yep. Then the next player becomes the first player. Which means you don't get a turn until the end of that round. Yeah, yeah. So first player shifts, but it doesn't. So you don't. So you do. You will have like six turns in between your two turns at certain points. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. Yeah. Uh, so that can be. That's why you need really need to be aware of that to be in the game because you could have almost full gold and not spend it, and then every time gold comes up on you because you roll the dice when it's someone else's turn as well. Right. And you just get the results. You just don't get to take any actions. Um. So you can end up in a situation where you're 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 maxed out on everything and you're rolling the dice and you're not getting anything from it because it's not your turn to spend for some time. But, but is you that keep not generating? You keep generating. So is that not really frustrating? Uh. It. Yeah. If you're aware of it yeah but yeah people who play I always try and stress it when I'm explaining the rules to people it's like yeah just make sure you spend because uh, it's going to be a problem coming back around but it's still frustrating if you're aware of it it's yeah it's no no I, once again I, I do like it it makes sense and just the way it works it makes sense within the mechanics of the game it's just yeah it's one it's easy one to keep forgetting that okay I go now but yeah. I'm not going to have another go for ages yeah. but remember you are rolling every single time everyone rolls at the same time even if it's your turn or not and you generate income and right. it's only on your actual turn that you get to do anything okay so but yeah it's just a little it's a bit weird and it's hard to explain and uh, it catches people out that's the only sort of downside I'd say on it but other than that yeah I think it's a really fun little game and uh, I thought it was just going to be pure gimmick but yeah it's really nice that's a nice. good downside and though. the artwork on the box and everything is like really really nice I really like the look of it and everything yeah. uh, it's instructions are terrible so I don't know maybe try and find a how to guide on the internet or something um, because the instructions are more detailed with how to tidy up the box yeah and that makes sense it makes actually makes a lot of sense once you've played the game because how the components all go back in and everything is quite important 
and uh, how but, everything's laid out but uh, you don't know that at the beginning and yeah it's like really confusing trying to read the instructions because the instructions are just telling you where everything goes and you're like just tell me how to play the game I think boxes uh, are important as I yeah. have already proven I well this is an impressive box because the box is basically like it holds everything really nice everything has a little slot and everything and it is still surprisingly all hold together unlike um, say uh, Lords of Waterdeep which is also like got a really nice inset where everything mm. fits and has a little space but as soon as you pick that game up it just explodes everywhere yes. <laughs> so it's kind of pointless because they never put like a plastic inset that locks in place on yeah. top of it uh, but yeah yeah, Dice Forge really nice uh, find the instructions elsewhere get someone to explain the instructions it's really easy to explain how to play it but the way they've written the instructions is terrible it's like okay. really confusing so this is like a dice building genre dice building yeah yeah. dice building dice building dice building <laughs> new uh, genre <laughs> jilding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any other games you want to play, talk about? Yes. Yeah. I want to talk about um, Whitehall Murder Mystery. I may have talked about this before, mm-hmm. back in the long mists of time, yes. but it has been seven months and seven days and 16 hours <sighs> and 14 minutes. So I may have forgotten about it, but I played it again recently. So, And this time, I so basically, uh, Whitehall Murder Mystery is a, a sort of a, a child of um, Jack the Ripper. Um, not literally, but sort of metaphorically, in terms of that it goes back to Letters from Whitechapel, the Jack the Ripper classic game. One player, it's a hunter-seeker game. So one player plays um, Jack, who's the psychopath, who's going around killing people, and the other players play the police, and they have to find him. Only Jack knows where he is. The board is like this big map, lots of dots and squares, and people move around trying to find out where Jack was and catch him. Um, I love these games because they're never the same, because you're not playing against the game you're not playing against a set of rules you're literally playing against another person and that means anything can happen um and it's the whitehall murder mystery basically again they did jack the ripper obviously he was never really anywhere near whitehall but they kind of put him there made the game a bit smaller and it's it's smaller and leaner and and a kind of faster version of letters from whitechapel you have a smallish map but with lots of locations. And the map breaks up, it's a square map, and you've got four quadrants. And the Jack character has to kill in one of each, once in each quadrant, and then go around the board. He's quite the character. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's very methodical. So he goes around one top, top corner, top right corner, bottom left, bottom right, whatever. And the police try and find him, try and chase him, try and get his clues. He's got 15 goes for each corner to get to some to get to the killing point and and kill um it's it's a good fun game now this time when i played it um i played against some new players i played as jack and i won um which is quite unusual for this game because it's so small and so tight mm-hmm. but um i did a few tricks um one was um so i in the first quadrant i managed to kill very quickly they kind of, I, I went over a river that tricked them a bit went over a bridge they knew where I was going, but then in the second one, I doubled back exactly where I'd just been. They all assumed I was going to the second quarter. They all went over there, and there was a great moment in the game when about sixteen moves later, but fifteen moves later, they all went, "Oh, he doubled back all at once and slapped their foreheads and realized what I'd done." That's the kind of thing I really like about the game. It generates these kind of stories and it generates these kind of situations mm-hmm. that only happen once. Um, it's quick. Um, easy to to set up and these these other people playing uh, really enjoyed it which is unusual because normally with these games if it's new players and they're playing the, the police or the hunters and they lose 
they always they usually end up hating the game because they just basically played for three hours or whatever, didn't do anything, didn't catch anyone, and then wonder what the point of it all was. I mean, they've no idea exactly how they could have caught me or someone else, so therefore the game is blamed, and they well, the mm-hmm. game's rubbish. In this case, they lost, but they they were thrilled. They loved it, and they when we went back over the moves they'd made, the moves I'd made, and how close they'd come, oh, yeah. and the decisions they'd made that were right, and the decisions they'd made that were wrong, um, they really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, it definitely. Yeah, just it's it's nice to do a streamlined one of that. I mean, I'm going to talk, but I won't talk about last Friday just yet. I think we'll talk about it when because uh, I might try and do organize a session, play session of that on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, but this which is I good am Friday. right. Is, no, yeah, I know. But Friday thirteenth is in like two weeks time. Yeah, but this is Good yeah. Friday. This is like the best Friday. Yeah. No, this no, Friday is actually called Good. It, it was the last Friday for one person. I can say. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, he came back though, uh, and then went away again. I never quite understood that. Like, I mean, what's the point in doing that? All That's that? funny. And then just like yeah. take off. You're just gonna what's the yeah? It's like I uh, maybe I fell asleep. I don't know. Night. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think he he was imprisoned in a giant chocolate egg by the uh, Romans. Just as long as we get those delicious Christian donuts at this time of year, I like those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll talk about because yeah, it's another similar type of guy. What you're calling it, a hunter seeker? Yeah, it's got it's got an official this name. Hidden, hidden movement as hidden well. Hidden movement. That's the hunter seeker seems better. It seems to be more. I think it's better. Yeah. It's more dramatic. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah, hidden yeah, movement sounds hidden, really boring. Last Friday mixes that up a little by having it change over rounds. So yeah, first it round, it's the killer trying to kill the teenagers. Second round, the teenager trying to kill the killer. Yeah. And goes back and forth, but it takes. Like you're talking about three, four hours to play that game. Yes. Uh, so it's a big one. But yeah, Lauren has a play session. We might record people's reactions as we do the session. Sure. And uh, it'll be on Friday the 13th and it'll be spooky. And uh, yeah, I, I think. Okay. We'll, and then we'll talk about the game properly afterwards. There's another game called Friday, um, which I haven't played. Yeah. But since it's Good Friday, it's um, it's by the person who did um, Power Grid. And it's by, I can't remember his name, he's a German chap. And um, it's just for one player. Oh, okay. And you play as like Man Friday. Oh, okay. And you're on an island. That's all I know about yeah. it. Yeah. But I thought I'd mention it because it's Friday. Okay. Um, and it's called Friday. Yes. Um, of course, I'm a big fan of Rebecca Black. If <laughs> 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 Frank doesn't know what I'm talking about. You, Sarah, she yeah, got it. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is references. That's why I'm That's because I don't That's get references. That's <laughs> a Friday reference. That's it's Friday a, reference. A strong, strong Friday reference. It can um, be as strong as you like. I won't get it. It goes right over my head. I know nothing about references. Um, yeah, another game I w- I've I played over the break was a uh, Laser Riders, uh, which is an interesting little game. I bought this most again, thinking this is like Dice Forge, had really nice packaging, <laughs> uh, and because uh, it's it, it basically Razor. Uh, yeah, so basically, I thought it was just going to be another gimmick game, so I wasn't expecting too much from it. I just really really liked the look of it. Um, and it looks like um, like a box set of VHS t- cassette tapes. So it's a large box with uh, like it's like a sleeve, and then inside it you have four individual cassettes. Yes, and you slide those out, and each one of those cassettes you open up, and inside is all the components for one player. So it goes up to four players, and there's four little video cassette tapes yep. boxes, and you open them up, and uh, yeah, they have everything that player needs to play the game um, and overall all the artwork looks like a um, sort of a 1980s um, action movie a yeah. sci-fi movie and but the box is all distressed and the artwork so it looks like it's an old box from the sure. actual 80s uh, so really really interesting packaging and everything and then the game itself is kind of like a board game equivalent of like the light cycle section from Tron 
Uh, yeah. In that, yeah, you're flying around Lots and uh, yeah, you're leaving behind these like laser barriers yeah. as you move across the table. So the whole table is your board and you're trying to get to these little checkpoints that are randomly distributed around the board. Yeah. And um, yeah, as you move, you can choose different types of segments to turn and you're choosing, you've got like a gear stick for how fast you're going. So yeah. it has an element of uh, Formula D in it as well. So if you're going too fast, there's a chance that you'll spin out. Okay. Uh, so you roll a dice to see if you successfully make your turn or not and yep. things like that. And uh, so you can easily uh, so- sometimes just get locked in in one position where you can't turn and you'll hit a barrier. So if you hit another player's barrier, uh, yeah, your ship gets destroyed. But okay. your wa- barriers sort of stay up, I think. But uh, yeah, so there's ways you can sort of cut other players off so it makes it impossible for them to get to a thing and yeah. going off the edge of the table as well also will destroy your ship okay. uh, but yeah yeah, just uh, really interesting again I thought it would be gimmicky but it actually is kind of fun trying to work it all out and all right. what, knowing which because there's different types of curves there's steep curves and less I- inclined curves and yeah, yeah it's yeah. really really neat and just yeah just the packaging alone is just lovely 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 okay great uh, so that's Laser Riders um Probably should mention then, uh, yeah, just in Kickstarter news, we've got a um, Kickstarter, an Irish Kickstarter that's on at the moment uh, for a game called Morn Quest. Um, they ha- it's got 13 days to go, so probably 12 days when this podcast is up. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's still, it's almost there. It's looking for 31,671 euro. And as of now, it's at 26,764 euro. Okay. Uh, those may be conversions from dollar fees. That's why they're unusual numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it looks again like a Kickstarter board game. So it's got large bits of plastic, uh, <laughs> lots of that. Um, but yeah, it's Irish developers uh, get, uh, and it's based on an Irish teen, teen fantasy book, I guess, by a guy called uh, Gary McElron. Um, so it's a cooperative board game for two to four players average play time 60 to 90 minutes so I haven't looked into too much myself yet um, but yeah it it definitely looks the part alright like it's a big box with lots of uh, plastic figurines and stretch goals and um, so yeah yeah check it check it out and see if it's your cup of tea because it would be nice to support local board games indeed indeed um, oh yeah yeah it's, um, so yeah Sarah um when, yeah, when we were at NaveCon last, we played uh, Manchester Madness, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. I must have. Yeah, you have. This is, yeah, it's kind of like, it's the second edition is the version I have, which is the more popular one. It's the one that uses an app to That's right. run the game. So the original version of Manchester Madness had sort of a dungeon master sort of character who would control the monsters and things like that yeah. and set things up according to a booklet. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like Imperial Assault or Descent, that type of thing. Uh, whereas the new version has an app which just tells you when the players move into a room, it tells you what bits have to go in that room yep. and it will determine monster behaviour, who will attack. And, and it plays like spooky that. sounds. Yes, yes, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we, regularly, <laughs> we rarely played it in a quite enough location to hear the spooky sounds properly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we played through a what was the scenario? It was an It was a slightly uh, different scenario than normal. We had to go into the mansion. Yeah, it was, and it w- he had gotten death threats. Yeah, and he thought that he brought all the suspects over for dinner, and then we had to ask them all individually. But it started really slow, I think, compared to the other ones. Yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't a very combat heavy one. So a lot of it was interaction, and uh, so yeah, it's all these different guests of the party, and you're having they're trying to push prize them for information, and and then yeah, eventually at some point in the um, sorry, I'm getting Facebook messages here from. <laughs> uh, so it's yeah you 
you you press them for information and then obviously as 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 is what happens at these type of events uh, when someone's at fear for their life of being murdered and means gathered everyone together the lights go out and there's yeah. a murder happens <laughs> so we had to go down I think to the basement wasn't it to get yeah. the lights back on yeah because I remember my character found a secret passage to the basement yeah. in the greenhouse and did the house go on fire then? Uh, it might have started going fire like yeah yeah I think because we messed up we accused the wrong person yeah. of being the murderer but and then the ghost of the guy came to try and kill the person himself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I think that I went insane very early on and I wasn't able to do the same thing twice. I don't oh, okay. know, was it that time that, or was it the other time? Yeah. It was either that or I couldn't um, be near somebody. Yeah. Or was that the first the, time yeah, that we played there's it? There's a few like that, yeah. It's the pyromania one you have to watch out for as well. Yeah, the person yeah. that starts starting fires. And there's a kleptomania one as well. That happened the first time yeah. that we played. Um, but uh, that suited me because I think we needed to lose. And it w- I just gave my stuff. And I was like, yeah, well, if you have it, <laughs> yeah. it's on the boat. So I'm Oh, winning. yeah, that's the, uh, the escape from Innsmouth scenario <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not a yeah. fan of. And that's like, if you do really well in that scenario, if you do too well, you get too much evidence and uh, you find out you're sort of related to everyone in Innsmouth. What? And yeah, you just <laughs> go and you go, oh, well, I guess we just go back and be with the fish people. And uh, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's hard to win that scenario. Uh, but yeah it was interesting our main problem with that was so I still think the app needs work because uh, it was like 3am at the end and we were almost close to killing the ghost Yeah. and uh, I pressed the wrong button on the app and it ended the entire scenario and there was no undo option no no and uh, I think they can trust us with an undo option in the game like, yeah, if people really ruin handy. the game for themselves and abuse the undo then that's them ruining the game for themselves but I think it needs to be there for and when it, it someone genuinely makes a mistake it wasn't clear enough yeah, yeah. What was going to happen? Exactly, the language was a bit odd. People had died that it didn't make it. It's it, in the the book. I think it said that we had one more round. Yeah, and we were like, "Grand, we had yeah. one more round." But then it went. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Thanks I, for playing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I told it that an investigator had died, but you're yeah. supposed to. I think you. Yeah, I thought it will tell that the investigators died, and it will end after the one round. But it didn't do that. It just ended immediately. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're supposed to just keep track of that yourself. So it was a bit confusing anyway. And it was late. And yeah, I messed yeah. up. And yeah, we and we reckon we could have won the game with one more roll of the yeah, dice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, on the, on the drive home, I did actually run the whole scenario again on the app. And yeah, it, unfortunately, it wasn't the same because it does it randoms it up. Okay. So it was a different person was the murderer okay, okay. Uh, but I made it wrong and purpose so that we got to this situation and yeah that attack would have finished again killing the ghost would have okay. ended everything so yeah we re- genuinely had essentially completed the scenario I was absolutely devastated <laughs> I really was like it was it was like Actual heartbreak. Yeah, you do invest a lot of yourself <laughs> into that for two, when a game like that and when it has a. But I don't know who who the two people were playing with us, but the girl beside me was throwing dice when it wasn't her turn, <laughs> <laughs> and she just kept saying, "I want to go out to Compton. What have I to roll?" And I was like, "You know, um, I don't know." And, but she just kept throwing the dice on her own <laughs> when other people were talking. She just kept throwing it's the dice. Madness takes its hold on all of us in different ways. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this like?" A game plan because when it was her turn she was really serious about it <laughs> and she was totally fine and she was making good decisions but the minute it wasn't her turn she just went mad <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we have Gabby on the line now, and actually, we, I forgot we do have some sort of bake off type music to play as well for this section. Uh, was it the Cornfield Chase? Can you remember which one it was? Oh, I it wasn't it, Cornfield Chase. No, no, no Cornfield Chase was too Definitely much. Not. <laughs> uh, I think it's this one. Oh, no, I was no, supposed to. Not. Yeah. Oh, well. Scary bake-off. It was spooky music. Yeah, anyway, I've got the it? spooky music anyway. Ghost bake-off. Let, let's let's forgo the, the spooky music altogether. <laughs> but Gabby, sorry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So you are now one of our organizers. And uh, one of the first things you organized was a very successful uh, bake-off event in the Clockwork Door. So do you want to talk a little bit about it? or? Yeah, sure. Um, well, hi. Thanks thanks for, for having me, um, oh, uh, no Gabriela. And... Yeah, the Bake Off was originally an idea that we had among a few friends that go to the meetup. And we, we all are big into baking, so we say, oh, let's do a Bake Off. Oh, let's do like a big board games Bake Off. And I was looking for a place that would host us. The Clockwork Door was very receptive. They actually loved the idea and say like, why don't you do it open for everyone? And then, well, I checked with Gavin. We got the whole meetup on board. They got their own people. And it turned out to be like a 50-plus uh, guest event. Yeah. And loads of people brought cakes and biscuits. And what, what was it was lovely, yeah. What was the final count on cakes in the end? How many cakes did we get? I think it was somewhere around 18 or 20 cakes. Yeah. It looked crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, the whole table I was, was just very, filled. I was very surprised, <laughs> yes. Uh, and... P- pretty much people brought their sweets, shared them with everyone, brought some board games. We had a massive uh, round of werewolf at the end. And yeah, no, they, they they left so pleased that they invited us over again. So watch this space because uh, volume two is coming. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's correct. So yeah, this is just the first of because uh, you have some other ideas as well of uh, sort of more social uh events to run so i think again some of it might require on the the nicer weather to come in uh yeah, over the definitely. summer but there's lots of events that overlap with board games or that are like in the interest of people that enjoy the board game so it's good like at this point we have a lot of regulars in the meetup lots of us have become good friends so we did a brunch in december uh, kind of a, a little christmas get together and some uh, summer there's talks of doing a hike day or a picnic day again weather dependent but there's lots of things like at the end of the day game board games are pretty much an indoors activity so we can do stuff rain or shine yeah yeah we did yeah it was a year or two ago i think we did a hike uh, a couple of us did maybe eight of us from the group and i i, I almost died <laughs> i was like where was that that was like the hike we from went the to, kitchen to the, the living room no we went to Brayhead, and like i was like oh yeah i did it all the time as a kid i was like oh god i'm definitely not a kid anymore <laughs> it was, it was, no, well, maybe a picnic yeah. maybe a picnic yeah. would be more relaxed oh yeah yeah no no i, I probably or a should very do short hiking. hike I, yeah yeah i should do more hiking Brayhead's got a lot steeper <laughs> in recent years yes it has they've With, added uh, redesigns yeah. they've done redesigns on it it made it much steeper and higher I used to have a chairlift there <laughs> that's long gone uh, yeah so uh, is there anything else you want to talk about um, do you, have you played any interesting games recently or anything what's taken your fancy recently game was um, well yes I I played very recently uh, one of my favourite games called VT Culture oh, yeah. and one of the uh, guys that come to the meetup owns it and brings it every now and then so I won't miss a chance to play it when he brings it it's very good because it's the the it has a beautiful art, artwork and it it represents very accurately winemaking, 
which is mm-hmm. kind of a, another interest of mine. And then um, Chinatown, which is uh. a sort of negotiating type of game. It's it's a very different dynamic, and everyone that has played it says this is what Monopoly should feel like. Yeah. Because you, you make deals, you, you talk to people. It's not really a bluffing game, but it's more like a... Uh, yeah, it's a negotiating game. Yeah. So, so you need to make a lot of deals. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's a good one. Have you played uh, Lords of Vegas? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't played it's a, yet. It's, yeah, it's another similar sort of negotiation game. Now that's, that's it. It's very easy to play the game and not realize it's a negotiation type game. But it definitely is. Like if you're just playing it normally, it's quite tiresome. But uh, you've played yeah. Lords of Vegas, haven't you, Frank? I've played Lords of Vegas and I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, Frank has a question. Yeah. Um, do you actually have a dog or is that just someone in the background pretending to be a dog? I have two dogs okay. and they are being very quiet co- in comparison to their usual selves. They are two, <laughs> two Jack Russells and I, I ask them to be quiet for, for the recording but they are, they are trying their best because they're very curious. No, we can invite them on the next show. <laughs> no, we can have them as guests. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can bring some board games of their own. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much, and uh, we will uh, be sure to uh, have a yeah. We'll, we'll we'll once we have the firmly locked in date for the next baking event, uh, we will do it. We may even like record live podcast from the event on the day as well. That's a possibility. That's an idea. Yes, yeah, yeah. we should do oh, a live podcast. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's all possible. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Thanks again for organising it, and yeah, um, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All the best. Cheers. Okay. Right. Bye. 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 Uh, so that's uh, Gabby. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, thank you, uh, uh, thank you to your dogs for only only <laughs> <The> contribution, <laughs> only whimpering slightly in the background. Uh, hopefully, they weren't uh, in actual pain. <laughs> um, so next up, what else do I have to say? What else do we do? I've got, I've got Licensing, there. or is there anything else? We'll have to get that Dungeons and Dragons, the one where they're all dogs for the dogs. Oh yes. That was it Dungeons Dragons. It's, it's still, I don't think it's still out yet, though. Oh. But Dungeons and Dragons for dogs? Yeah. So the dogs, like, made you by dogs dog. for dogs. <laughs> you, no, you're playing as a dog. You are a dog. Oh, you play as a dog. <laughs> we did do, uh, in, in the campaign I was running with Frank and a few of the others, uh, I did turn them all into cats one week. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah I'm more of a cat person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a fun week. I jumped on a wall and, and walked along <laughs> with my tail up in the air. Uh, so yeah, the, oh yeah, it was just a, yeah as a, like a question to pose. Um, it was just something I thought about beforehand. Was because yeah, there's a lot of board games that are based on what is known in the business as an IP, uh, which is intellectual property. Yes, and so that w- would be any sort of <laughs> anything from yeah. So board and games, both property and, and, and intellectual. Intellectual, it's very clever property. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I, I'm talking about it's things like yeah, board games based on uh, franchises like Battlestar Galactica, Game of Thrones. Those are all yeah, IPs. Films. Uh, so I was just trying to think what ones that don't exist would make convert really well to a board game. Yes. So we we have some of our own ideas which we can throw out now, but we'd like um, you, the uh, the listener, to to maybe um, you know send some in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go away and any think ideas about it you and, have. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, let us know, but it's, we can throw this open to the whole world. Um, but uh, Gavin, do you have um, any ideas well, on um, well, IP? I am a big fan of Transformers. Obviously, 
uh, being a fan of Transformers in this day and age can be a bit of a rough time because <laughs> on account of the terrible movies that keep getting made and all of them keep making a billion dollars and that's even more disheartening. Well, no, you have your curfew and everything that you have to handle <laughs> and all this. Uh, but there is uh, one thing that's really good is there's the comic books that are currently being made are exceptionally good. They're probably the best comic books going are the Transformer comic books. And unfortunately, yeah, they are going to be wrapping up this summer. Uh, yeah. the whole thing is going to be ending so they're bringing in Unicron who's going to eat the planet and that's uh, whatever's <laughs> going to happen is going to happen they are go- I think the, uh, it is, the comics are made by the company IDW uh, and I think they, they are planning just rebooting everything into a different continuity uh, the issue before was uh, yeah I, I, I think because they ended the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons it was a really interesting thing to do but there's only so many places you can go after that and yeah. And to like reignite the conflict would be uh, it would be it, it wouldn't it would be unfair it would it wouldn't feel good the characters don't deserve better I think so I think the fact that they're probably going to end the whole thing properly and they have time they're going to take it's going to be three months now before the end it so the stories are all going to wrap up in an interesting way yeah so I think although I'm sad that it's ending it's still at least it's ending correctly. Uh, but yeah so those comics are really good and there's a lot of interesting stuff just in Transformers in general. Uh, to do a board game based on yeah Transformers IDW do have their own board game publishing wing already as well they've re- released a couple of games including the uh, Furlock Holmes game as an IDW game oh and I think they've done a few others as well so the, they do have the ability to do stuff so whether they can use the license for Transformers to do something interesting there that was now, like Sherlock Holmes but transformed <laughs> into, into a cat. cat yeah so they obviously got taken this transforming idea and run with it um I'm yeah, yeah. I, I'm again like I'm not that big on big bits of plastic. Transformers already are big bits of plastic. That's what they primarily are. Uh, so, so I don't need a board game with big bits of plastic. I would like to see something maybe similar to what Eric Lang did with the Bloodborne license or IP, if you will. Hmm. Uh, um, is uh, yeah. So you had Bloodborne, you have weapons, and you can transform those weapons. So mm-hmm. similar mechanics could apply to uh, Transformers, where you have different abilities. Uh, I'd say some sort of a deck builder where you're building up like a, a, a squadron of different Transformers. With different, mm. all very unique abilities each of them does some of them are flyers some of them are transforming to flying things some of them transform into cars some yes. of them transform into beasts either insects or dinosaurs and things like but that but couldn't you have like plastic figures that you could take the head off one <laughs> and put another one thing on another one and make it different oh like a gestalt so that's yeah like, yeah that's a combiner obviously you'd need combiner elements but again i don't i think all that would be better just representative cards because the, the plastic figures already exist you can buy the ties if you want you don't need to but if you had a plastic figure that was a car and you could literally turn it into a a disguised robot thing <laughs> then wouldn't that add value or if your box on uh, had some sort of transforming mechanism where it unboxes it unboxes comes an unbox yeah a box in disguise oh. so yeah that's what I think I think there's a lot of because it's a huge franchise Transformers with so many different characters and so many different elements to it I think there's a lot of scope there to do a really interesting sort of board game with it yeah I agree uh, but there's also a lot of scope there to do a really boring board game <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what, what do you have any um, I had a couple of ideas um, one was um, Blade Runner 2049 um, just because I really like Blade Runner 2049 the mm-hmm. film and you could do a lot of interesting there's lots of interesting things you could do with that you could have role playing so some people are replicants some people yeah see don't, a hidden role yeah yeah some people don't know what they are some people are good replicants bad replicants some don't whatever. know what a tortoise is yeah exactly <laughs> turtle um and 
Yeah, and you can do stuff like you got like Dream Factory stuff that you can do manufacturing dreams could be incorporated into the game. Ask people if you like if they like your L. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's that. There's um yeah, stuff like that that could go on. A little um little unicorns, you know, mm-hmm. little origami elements. I think the whole Bread Run universe would lend itself very nicely to a game. Yeah. Lots of good visuals in there. Um and lots of potential. There was um, a very good video game made in the 90s, actually, um, but it's, yeah. it won't run on a modern computer, unfortunately. No, I've played it. I've yeah, played it yeah. um, when it came out. Yeah. I remember it. It it's, it's had all the Deckard voiceover. Yeah, you could do your flight you, camp you, tests. Yeah, and exactly. Um, and the other idea was um, Agatha Christie's um, Poirot. Um, not Sherlock Holmes, but Poirot. So it's not that Poirot... The game isn't Poirot goes and investigates anything. It's literally him getting ready to investigate. So, like, everything has to be exactly right. His shoes have to be perfectly polished. His moustaches have to be exact, because he has a whole set of them. So it's about Poirot just desperately getting ready to have breakfast. Mm. And I don't know anything else about it other than that, but that will be the mechanic of the game. I suppose you could have it as a deck builder. Yeah. You could have it like a Mr. Potato has... Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, and then and also like a bit like operation as well. Yeah, yeah. So it buzzes if something isn't exactly right. Or it could be, uh, it could be like ticket to ride. Ticket to ride, ticket to like because Poirot murder on the Orient Express, but it yeah you have to build the Orient Express (laughs) before there could be a murder on it. Pre-murder, <laughs> yeah. Build the Orient Express. I yeah, suppose. I'd go. Oh, I really hope there isn't a murder on this someday. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you, Sarah? Do you think there's anything? You asked me to start. No. <laughs> any any anime properties that would convert well? I think um, uh, my My Hero Academia would be a good one. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it could be How, interesting. What way would you work it though? Um. Yeah. What, I think, what kind of game would you make it though? Ooh, yeah it's again yeah it, it does come back to deck building doesn't it it's yeah. the easiest way to do it if you're not doing figures uh, like nuts yeah but like did it did they do it they're doing they did deadly premonition already mm-hmm. but did they ever do like a twin peaks kind of uh, there is a twin peaks is board there, game we discussed it, yeah it's bizarre but nah, not very good not <laughs> that's the only drawback yeah. Yeah. sort of review last week of this game he said everything was brilliant and the <laughs> oh, only no, drawback no. was that it was rubbish no that was deadly <laughs> premonition uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah there was when we did discuss the twin peaks official board game at one point as well yeah uh, that's right and um, and that was the same podcast we discussed laughing gravy <laughs> yes laughing gravy we haven't mentioned laughing gravy for a while laughing gravy. oh no that's exactly. that, yeah the dog should have reminded me that sounded like laughing yeah, gravy in the background gravy. I can't remember what type of dog laughing gravy was he was a Jack Russell I'm pretty sure he was a Jack Russell yeah <laughs> um, so yeah yeah I there is a, yeah there's a Naruto game and that's definitely a deck builder yeah uh, um, oh and the one that would be interesting is there's an anime series called Erased have you ever seen that one uh, which one it's is the one where it's a, a guy who's travelling back in time quantum leap style into his younger body and he's trying to solve a serial murderer uh, in the in the present by solving a, a connected mur- child murder in the past okay. and like he's trying to make it so it's like it's a girl he went to school with yeah uh, who, who is lonely and sad and she gets killed or and or disappears and yeah he befriends her and he's trying to change the outcome and everything right. so, so it's yeah similar to so but there is something a like, game though like that the 999 virtual last reward is all about yeah. that kind of yeah 
going back to the past to change a, a future event. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. I like that s- synchronicity of like trying to solve two connected murders, but in two completely different time periods. Uh, yeah. And they're connected. Yeah, so you gain clues in the past that help you in the future, and you gain information in the future that help you in the past. I think you could do something yeah, mechanically with that, you know? So, would you have like two teams, maybe like two murder in the team past. and <laughs> <laughs> no, two people in the past and two people in the future? Is then, you know, yeah. would you send the evidence sent the, the person then? Yeah, kind yeah. of that way. You know what's been staring us in the face this whole time? Great British Bake Off, a board game, yeah. board game, but with a twist. So, you could do it as a Hunter Seeker game. <laughs> so, Great British Bake Off, but with a psychopath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that lady who put, the, put your man's bin, took cake out of the fridge and then he had to put it in the bin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. They have to, you have to, not only do you have to, you got a time limit on it, on the stuff you have to bake, you also have to hunt a psychopath before he kills again. So while we baking. combine this with the actual baking event then? Yeah. Oh, together. <laughs> uh, Oh, yes, yes. So, so send us your ideas, which will hopefully be better than our ones. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I think that's, that's yeah, with your ideas, which will definitely, definitely be better, better than, than ours. Our sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think uh, we can uh, wrap it up there. We talked about a lot of things. Oh, yes. And it'll be next Friday is when we're having the TV shoot. I will make a meetup on the meetup site. So if anyone's interested, come along uh, and uh, they'll just film us on uh, next Friday and Alfie Burns at lunchtime. So we'll grab a bit of lunch play a few games and yeah we'll just have some fun with it you know and promote the hobby yep indeed because it's a, it's a it's a hobby we all enjoy and more people should be aware of it and not go oh it's just uh, monopoly <laughs> and forced I to play it i explained mentions of madness to somebody and they said so it's like cluedo and i i had to end the conversation <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know why it is called clue in america and not cluedo no it's called cluedo originally because it's a pun on ludo yeah. Ludo being the, the, that was like the definitive game at the time. So Cluedo being it was a pawn on Ludo. Yeah. But they don't have Ludo in America, so they wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about. What what's a Cluedo? <laughs> uh, so that's why it's just called Clue in America, which gave us the excellent movie. Whether we could, I was t- I did tie around the idea at one point doing a feature on uh, uh, movies based on board games, but there aren't that many. There's Clue and Battleships. And then there's one on the way as well. Is there a Hungry Young Gapos game on the way? I don't, movie. No, I know, there was one. There's one that came out recently. Yeah. About board gaming. I can't remember the title of it. Like a kind of board gaming horror film. Right. I forget the name of it now. It's definitely out there. Yeah. I didn't dream it. But there's one based on Maybe one of the it. big games coming out soon as well. One of those big Parker Brother ones. Okay. Of course, Ouija Board. That's another one. Oh. Yeah, Ouija board yeah. is technically a board game made by Parker Brothers. People forget that. Uh, of course, it also all the Exorcist is technically a Ouija board movie, I suppose. But there is a yeah, there was an official Ouija board movie as well as a direct marketing tie-in. Okay. And uh, but yes, yeah, so it is technically a board game movie, but there were only like three I could find, and like there's one big one on the way as well. And uh, chess. And at no point in the movie Battleship did they say you sunk my battleship. Chess was a like missed opportunity. Chess was a musical. Musical, yeah. <laughs> um, with that hit single, yeah, yeah. That they came they out. spent a lot of money to get that, that chess license. That, that IP is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard one to get. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, so. Keep an eye on the meetup page. Bake Off coming up, TV shoot coming up, so those things. Oh, and also, yeah, yeah, we posted up on the Facebook page, so if you're not on our Facebook page, maybe you might have missed it. Um, 
Uh, we've got the Facebook group as well. Uh, there is a video that was shot uh, by a student uh, last year, probably two years ago now. I'm trying to judge by my hair length in the video. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just he chatted to a few of us and there's film of those. So watch the video and see if you're in there. You'll find that on BoardGamesIreland.com. I have it there. If you even go to the About section, I've actually embedded it on the About section of BoardGamesIreland.com. Uh, you'll see the video there. Uh, and yeah, yeah it's, I think it looks quite nice. Cardboard Society is what it's called. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just some of us chatting away about appropriate tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. You, that's all I have, have to, to say. say. Sarah, yeah. thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks and, very much. And thank you to Gabby for and our dogs for <laughs> joining us on the phone. We'll get her into the studio one of these days. Partial participation <laughs> as usual. <laughs> so, until next time. Bye.